So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. All right, I got a five-star review from Zoe. Super helpful. Probably one of the most helpful podcasts for me to get inspirations and good ideas on my real estate business. The guests always share great insights, and I love the tools each guest shares on their website after the podcast. So what Zoe's talking about is the Agent Success Toolbox. Of course, guys, just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Little commercial inside of Zoe's review and you can get what Zoe's talking about. Anyways, thanks Pat. Keep up the great work. Five stars. Thank you, Zoe. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, here we go. We've got a fantastic guest for you, Mark Chanchuli from Los Angeles, California, my favorite city in the world. Mark, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Mark, let's just, let's just tell the audience, who are you? Obviously, you're in LA. You're a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your background. How'd you get into real estate? How'd you get to LA? Sure. So, yes, I, I am a real estate agent here in LA. I'm a co-owner of a small independent uh, real estate brokerage. There's, we're, we're only a team of four. My, my partner, Daniel Taylor, and I started the brokerage, uh, or at least teamed up and did the majority of the uh, building of the company in early 2017. And prior to that, we were both practicing attorneys. And aside from a brokerage business, Dan and I also syndicate some, some real estate deals as well. Nice. So besides the obvious, why'd you leave law to get into real estate? <laughs> uh, I would say probably number one reason is quality of life and followed really closely by return on, on, on effort, I guess. Return on investment. Like you know? time, time, effort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What were you working, like 90-hour weeks? You know, and by the way, my career before law was CPA, so... I had gone through some pretty intense busy seasons. Yeah. So yes, there was some there was some 90 hour at least close to it work weeks there and um, not quite that in law but it's still. I mean, you're you're working even you're thinking about it even when you're not working. So that's yeah. crazy. So tell us about your brokerage and tell us about your team. So you're located in the northeast corridor up by the Griffith Obser- Griffith Obser- Observatory. You can exactly. never get that word right. That's yeah, right. Um, Los Feliz areas, little Armenias up there. Yep. Silver Lake. Silver Lake. Yep. So why'd you pick that? And then tell us about the structure of your team, structure of your business. Right. Okay. So I, I mean, I picked Los Feliz mainly because that is what I knew. And I, I did see uh, a nice trend going on in Los Feliz and Silver Lake and in, in, in terms of the neighborhoods getting nicer. A lot of uh, it's a very uh, art, art, artistic based uh, neighborhood. 
I think it's just really, it's really unique. And by the way, it's probably as much of a neighborhood as you can get in LA. Like things are, are people live there are very walkable and uh, there's a lot of, uh, it's like low rise, you know, as, as opposed to like just a, a, a mile or two west, which, which is Hollywood. Right. Yeah. High rises, traffic, tourists, crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of it, all of the above. <laughs> so team of four, what's that look like? What's it comprised of you, your partner? Yes, my, my partner and I, and then we have two admins. One uh, is a licensed agent. The other one's becoming a licensed agent. And right now, I, I would say the majority of the new business is being brought by my partner and I. And our eighty percent of what we have, what we focus on, is is really uh, probate and trust us. Oh, okay, so tell, talk more about that. Sure. So. Break I mean, down what it is for anybody that doesn't know. So first of all, you got it real quickly. You kind of have to understand what probate is, and it's just a, a process, court, court overseeing process. When someone passes away, their estate has to be just overseen. The the uh, has to be carried out in front of in front of the court, basically, and it's it's typically nine months to a year plus process. Yeah. So let's say one. Uh, the surviving son wants to wants to sell dad's house during probate. It doesn't want to wait until probate closes. So he would essentially uh, use a uh, probate and trust specialist to sell to sell his home, the state's home. Excuse me. Yeah. Do you guys do any? I would call it standard retail business. Any type of investment business, or are you all probate and trust? No, we do. We do standard sales, standard real estate transactions, but. It's just it's just not where the majority of our effort is focused. I mean, it's 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 primarily sphere of influence. Whereas probate and trust, there's there's two to three to four things that we really do in order to to generate business. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And how many houses did you guys sell in the last twelve months? I believe it was thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay. Yeah. Which in L.A. You know, you might explain to the to the, to the <laughs> audience is 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 a is a good amount of houses. It it is, and and remember, we're it's you know we're at almost the two year mark. You know, right. so it's not like we've been doing this for ten years. But you're right. I mean, the average average price point for our sales is I think around mid five hundred six hundred thousand. So I mean, yeah, relative to the rest of the country, I, I think you know even though for LA standards, those are those are smaller. Yeah. You know, Smaller price property. points, yeah. So, yes. what in terms of volume? What kind of volume is that? What kind of in, in terms of sales volume? Sales volume. So, let's see. I mean, thirty-seven times five hundred. You know, 500, five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Fifteen uh, to seventeen, eighteen million, something like that. Yeah, I would say just actually, it's just about twenty million. I believe. Okay, just about 20 20, million? yeah, just about twenty million. And then, do you work it commission-wise and and profit margin? Like, do you? Do you take commission from that, or is it a flat fee? How do you work that structure? Oh, it's definitely commission. commission. Okay. Uh, how much? How much commission are you getting off of that? Let's say twenty million dollar volume. Our average is two and a half percent. Okay, and then profit margin wise, how do you guys run? Profit margin, we are uh, seventy thirty. So we our uh, GCI was like five five hundred and twenty thousand. Okay. So I think we netted about three three hundred and sixty thousand. Okay. No, yeah. that's awesome. And there's no, and, and we're independent, so yeah. there's no, there's no broker fee. Right? You guys are your own broker. I mean, obviously, being attorneys, you can be. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, 
Do you handle buyers or are you all listings? <laughs> I hate to handle buyers. <laughs> um, I, I do, but again, I don't actively seek them. Right. Uh, I, I think, I think Daniel handles a few more. And, and again, it's, it's the same. We have the same focus in terms of how we generate them. And that's purely sphere. We do not market for buyers. I don't. Yeah. So then obviously your number one source for, for your listing leads is probate and trust, mm -hmm. whether it's from your marketing or through SOI, through mm -hmm. other attorneys, you know, things like that. What, what other sources of, uh, of business do you have? Well, I mean, we, I, I, I guess I do some maybe 10% commercial leasing. Um, okay. and that's based, we, we, we had a experience with that through our, our investments. So that kind of, again, just fell to us. We don't actively seek for that, but I mean, it does in looking at the pie chart of our, of our transactions per year, it's again, it's probably like 10%. Got it. Okay. Now, if somebody, I want to take people back to the probate and trust thing. Sure. A lot of agents listening to this are possibly more of the traditional agent. So if, if somebody say, look, you know, my market's getting a little tight, prices are starting to fall a little bit, the markets are shifting where I am, and I want to diversify, how would you recommend somebody getting into probate, trust, and they're not an attorney, they're just a standard agent for right now. How would you, how would you instruct someone to, to take that leap or take action? Well, I can only tell you how I did it. So, I mean, that's, I only got one way. And that was, believe it or not, listening to Pat Hyben podcast. Nice. Uh, I think it was like in the 500s. It was with Michael Young up in the Bay Area. Yep. And he was kind of an innovator up there in, in the early 90s in this whole niche practice. So we reached out to him and, and said, hey, would you mind if we flew up there and spend the day with you? And he was like, sure. So we did, and he explained exactly, you know, how he did everything, and we watched him, you know, all day, and he he, was, he conversed with us throughout the day, and that night we flew back and kind of reviewed what we had learned, and then over the next, I would say, six to nine months, trial and error, and figuring out what we liked that he was doing and what we thought we could improve, and here we are, I mean, not even two years later. So would you say that listeners, if they want to get into this, would you recommend that they start to take action and like listen to this podcast, obviously, which is not set up by the way, listeners, <laughs> right. listen to the podcast because there's a lot of great content. I mean, Pat's got over 778 episodes at this point and then take action by reaching out to someone that's doing it at the level that you'd like to. I, I think in order to, to reverse engineer how to do it, because it, it is very, it's, it's very unique. So for, to just try to like think, okay, how does the court, the court system work and how, how to get the information and synthesize it on your own without learning from someone else doesn't, it, it sounds like a nightmare. And I don't think it would, maybe we could figure it out and maybe we would have, but it would, it's a waste of time. I would reach out to someone that's doing it. It's speed of success that you're looking for. I mean, yeah, I'm sure as a CPA and an attorney, you could have figured it out, but how much time were you willing to spend not following a model, right? So that that's perfect advice from you is follow someone else's model mm -hmm. to speed your success up. Exactly. And you've always got those. I think, I think most people listening to the podcast are naturally defiant in some capacity to something, to, to the norm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you know, with that, they want to do it on their own. They want to prove to themselves that they can do it. They want to figure out a way, only figure out a way for so long, figure out a way to figure out a way. Right. And, and improve upon the way that you, right. I mean, at least give yourself a foundation of education by someone that's 
proven to have been doing it. That's exactly our, was our thoughts at least. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So I want to take listeners into your world a little bit more because this is this is this is very interesting. And I've always been interested in the probate. I, I have some friends here in Baltimore that that's all they do. Hundreds of deals a year. Huge, huge company. And like, let's take them into your world. So on a daily basis, what's it look like for a, for a lead to come in? What's it look like for you to process it? How does your team structure work? Well, let me, let me, I, I absolutely, let me tell you how, okay. First of all, the way I generate probate and trust yep. business, and it's, it's really three main ways. One is I, I, I cold call probate petitioners which are, again, like beneficiaries who step up to the plane and say, listen, I'll be the one, I'll hire the attorney and I'll take this thing, I'll, I'll take the estate all the way through probate. So one of the ways is cold calling them. No one likes a cold call, but I, you just have to embrace it. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, if I could eliminate it, I don't even know if I would because I just feel like it's good for you to do it. It's, yeah, it's, push, push out of your comfort zone. Exactly, exactly. Do you follow a script? I do. I have a very, very short script that it's not Michael Young's script. That's for sure. Okay. It's uh, it's something I started with his and it just wasn't working. So it's, it's something that probably took me, I don't know, three or four months after I started. And don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I sounded really stupid, like the very <laughs> first times and nervous and all that stuff. So, but anyways, now the way and I should probably back up, I don't even know if we're going to get in this much detail, but how I actually get those leads. Do you want to know how I, I mean, yeah, man, as much detail as you want to share. Okay. Because I mean, I feel like that's what people want to know. They do. I still feel like you should go and have someone teach you, but I'll tell you right now. I mean, well, that's that's you now. You're the teacher. Well, it is, but <laughs> you're more than what I'm going to give you. I mean, okay, so probates are public information when they're filed. They get filed at the court. So we twice a week, and by the way, we, we pull LA County, Orange County, Riverside County, and San Diego County. Wow. We're just we're just starting San Diego County. It's very it's a big, very it's a big part. geographic location. It is. it is. I'm in the car quite a bit. You know? right, right. So we pull the information, um, we then synthesize it and line up contact info and it, it eventually gets uploaded to my contactually uh, CR, which again, slight improvement on what Michael Young was doing. He's an old school dude yep. and he is super, I mean, he has his model down, but this works great for us. It's so just, you, you use contactually? Yes. Contactually. I used to use that. I loved it. It's um, amazing. 
with all the little buckets and that's your CRM. That's your CRM yes. platform. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yep. So going back to my day, I would say the mornings are stuff like this, networking, maybe some follow-up calls, transaction management. But just about every day come 2.30 p.m., I'm cold calling new petitioners for two, three, typically closer to three hours. And that's that's generally five days a week. So calling the petitioners, obviously petitioners are decision makers. So you're not calling trust attorneys or probate so we're, attorneys. We're, we're talking about prong one of how I generate business. Got, okay, sorry. So you're getting you're 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 getting to prong two, but okay. prong one, yeah, is is definitely it's it's cold calling. So that is what, what do you say to these guys? Like what I'm just very curious about that. What, what my script? <laughs> <laughs> People can uh, people can call me and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll sell I'll sell them my script. It's really short, but okay. I'm, I'm essentially asking asking them if in in a short sense, like if there's any possible chance of them wanting to or needing to sell the real property in the estate during probate period. Which okay. I about simple enough. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is either yes, we're considering it. No, we're keeping it. Or don't call me. You know. <laughs> And I get I get those three variations every single day. Got it. So most people though, surprisingly, are actually pretty nice about you know even if they don't want the call, they're they're actually pretty curious about. It. I like that. Yeah. So so that's 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 prong one in a in a nutshell. Prong two is networking with attorneys and developing the attorney <clears throat> probate and trust attorney relationships. Now that is easier said than done and takes. And Mike, Michael said it. He, he, I think he, he said it took it take, took him three to five years. It, it truly does. It, it, it's not you know you're not going to instantly develop these relationships in a short amount of time with, with with attorneys. First of all, most of them are not easy to talk to. They're definitely not. You, I mean, cold calling them is almost suicide. So you know you have to be creative. I can tell you some of the things that we do. Do it. Do that. So let's see. I'm um, there's a uh, Los Angeles County Bar Association event for probate and trust attorneys in, on, on June 4th. I'm sponsoring an event. I, I, I've reached out and found who, who's in charge of, of the event and I'm sponsoring it. I'm, I'm doing a couple minute speech in front of 100 probate and trust attorneys. And then uh, whatever material the main speaker is going to be handing out, he's going to be handing it out in our you know folders, materials and stuff like that. So, And then I'm doing a similar um, type sponsorship for uh, the Beverly Hills Estate Planning Council. And again, uh, uh, sponsoring, speaking. Again, I don't. I'm just. We're just not the kind of guys that hands out pens or mugs with our company. Yeah, that's, not, that's not warm. We're not adding value, and especially with attorneys, like yeah. you, you got to bring something to the table. Yeah, you know, you, you can't go and hey, if you ever need, if you ever client needs to sell, like think of me. Like that's just you're not helping them. No, so that's a great. That's a great point. You're if you're not adding value, and that goes for anybody listening. If you're not adding value, don't do it. Don't do it. Re, re, <laughs> reformulate your plan to add, and probably the word is, or the operative word is unique value that someone else might not be adding. Something that's unique to you, your personality, your personality type, your whatever you're doing, whatever you're into. Yeah, value in that. And 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 some people maybe don't do it because they think it's 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 obvious stuff. But like you know, mix again, mix in some maybe what you think is obvious stuff with something something that it, it, it's. Uh, slightly even cutting edge, you know? Um, sure. so I think that's always how we try and formulate this stuff. So, so that's prong two. And that would get, that'll get you warm introductions to these guys. So you can make the follow-up phone call. 
hey, Bob Smith, I was at the event with you, just wanted to follow up, you know, that kind of thing. And even when you, before I started sponsoring these events, I would just go. Yeah. I would just go and I would brave up and go and introduce myself to a few people, let them know what I do, ask them about what they do, yep. you know, ask them what their practice is. For, please don't ask them what their business is. Ask them what their practice right. is. Good point. Uh, know, Good point. Know, know the lingo, right? Yep. I mean, and from the very first one I have, I developed a relationship. I mean, it took a year, but from that very first um, event, I had developed a relationship, a good relationship with a probate and trust attorney that I, I'm his guy. Right. So, and then is there a prong three? There is. So there are successor trustee positions out there, fiduciaries that are in better kind of take the place of, of how I mentioned petitioner of a, of a probate. They, they take that role and they're, they're a paid, paid person that that's, this is what they do. This is their, this is their business. Develop relationships with those people. And yeah, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta Google, figure out who they are and, and figure out how you're going to develop relationships with them. I mean, I'm, I'm going to meet with a trust, a successor trustee for that works for a private bank in four hours. So, nice. yeah. So, and again, that person is involved with one of those, uh, with one of those um, associations and, and that's how I found that association. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just network. And I want to just go back for one second, just clarify. When you say petitioner, that's yes. like a, that could be a family member. It's not an official person that works for the government. It's, this is no. a family member, someone that petitions the court after death yep. or the for, for probate, for exactly, this. and there's a lot of of terms that are used that all mean the same thing: petitioner, personal representative, executor, and administrator. There's a, there's slight nuances that you might want to know when talking to an attorney, but in 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 generally speaking, they all mean the same thing, and Got they're it. typically family members, like you said. Okay, so is there a prong four? I guess prong four is just doing stuff like this. Okay, Got <laughs> yeah, it. Got it. yeah. And then once it comes back to you, what systems do you guys use within your business to run it through? Obviously, you use contactually as your CRM to generate. Then once it comes through, it's a standard transaction after that, yeah? There are some nuances that okay. you, again, that's another reason to go and seek someone out who does it that knows those nuances because you don't want to, you don't want to somehow get your first probate transaction and then make some mistakes and piss off the attorney. Yeah. Okay. And in California, you're a, you're a, escrow state. Whereas like in Maryland, we're a, we're a, a title state, a title attorney state. So it goes through the title company, but agents are still involved, lenders involved, and there's like a little triangle. In California, what do you know what to do there? Yeah. Right, right. It's different <laughs> in California. So an attorney's involved anyway for the closing process. Does it make it harder to have a closing or an escrow attorney and a possible probate attorney involved? Yeah, it's just it's it's one it's one more person to coordinate with. And again, there are notice requirements, timing requirements that are specific to probate that you must adhere to in the sale. So you know, I'm not going to give all all my cards away right now. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to push you for them, but I gave, you gave us a lot. You gave us a lot. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six steps to seven figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that have taken will almost guarantee seven figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Gero215. Now, 
Do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to freesixstepsbook.com. That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT to 444-999. That's text PAT to 444-999 and I'll send you a free book. So what systems do you use once it once you go through the three four prongs comes back into your your uh, your company it's ready to be listed or whatever whatever you guys are doing with it what systems do you use like transaction management do you have like what does your admin do do you have a, a well, flow structure yeah the you know the admin are they're so crucial in carrying out the transaction right management. I feel like sometimes I, I have to ask them. <laughs> Once I actually you know what to, what to do, so uh, you know we do have we we do have a memorialized checklist that we created. Once we actually have the transaction, but I feel like that's the easy part. Once you get the trick, I mean that's most people know what to do. You know, once if you know the nuances, right, right. You know, probate and trust, it's just going through a normal transaction. Sure. Really, so I want to talk about some failures for a second. So what is your biggest failure? that you see now as a success or has made you more of a success from learning from that experience? I think just just doing the like the the trendy or, or the, the things that everyone else is doing. Like I, I subscribed to Zillow Leads early on and it was uh, all I did was make them money. Yeah. I mean uh, that's all I did. So I I mean not choosing a niche up front or you know was was kind of a mistake but I think something I had to learn. So again, it, it all kind of goes back to just finding this, finding something that makes you different and, and, and be, do whatever you can to be that, that person. So if you could go back and talk to yourself as a rookie agent or you're speaking in front of a room of rookie agents right now, just brand new in the business a month in, what would you tell yourself for them? Like what, besides the pick a niche, like don't focus on everything, focus on one thing and you'll get everything from it. That's yeah. a great piece of advice. What would you tell them? I, I would also say, and, and I've heard this before, but I, I believe it. It's find a top a top agent in that niche and yep. go and work for them. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm glad we did the thing with Michael Young, but that was to the extent. That was the extent of what we did with the top. Right. And, and so we did have to drudge through and learn by trial and error, and which again is, is necessary some sometimes, but I, I, that's what I would, if I had to start all over, that's what I would do. I would, I would go find, the, I would go find us because we're right. the top <laughs> trust brokers in LA and Southern California. So I, I figure out how to work for them. How does somebody figure out their niche? Like, you know, the markets are changing, their industry yeah. is changing. How does somebody figure out that niche? Well, you know, that, you, you have to, you have to make some deductions for yourself. I mean, for me, it was, okay, what is a consistent part of the, of the industry that's not going to change based on market fluctuations uh, that I see growing, right? I mean, the average age of the population is increasing. They're 55 and above. Population is growing very rapidly. So, I mean, I just, it just made a lot of sense to me, you know. That's a great point, consistent. Because with the markets changing, you know for a fact that people are going to die no matter what. No matter what. Markets can crap out. Markets could be at, LA could see $5,000 a square foot, which there probably are places in LA with 5,000 a square foot. But you know that people are going to die no matter what. And yeah, it's the taxes. Business to have. Yeah. 
be had. Yep. That's that's a that's a great point. Consistency in what you're about to do and in its longevity. So not getting into a niche that's like two years short lived and then you gotta find something else. How does somebody how does someone pinpoint and find a guy like you or a guy like your mentors or other mentors that you've had? How does somebody do that? Well, I mean I guess you could always start with Googling key key phrases what you know, uh, top probate broker in a certain area. I mean, that's, that's how I would, I guess that's how I would do it. What about questions? What about questions that like the, the, the mentor that you had, were you nervous to talk to him? Were you nervous for the ask? Were you nervous to say, Hey man, can we come hang out with you? Kind of. Yeah. But again, I think, I think most of the time you'll be surprised like how helpful people want to be. I mean, that's how I'm, I would. Did you game plan first? Did you have a plan? Did you know what you were going to ask? Did you have a list of questions or did you just wing it? I, you know, I don't even know if I had, I uh, read, had read the 10X rule at this point, which I'm, you know, again, gonna, it's one of the books that I, I just, I really, really love. But in, in, in that book, it's like kind of act and figure it out later is kind of the approach that, that we took. I mean, all of a sudden we were booked, like booked a flight, went up there and just, just did it. So that's another great point. Just if you feel that confident to say, yes, just take action, book the flight. And now you got to figure it out because you, the flight's booked. Right. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad to like no. prepare some, some, some questions. I just, I just don't say, just don't overthink it. Right. Right. Don't overthink it. Keep it as, as simple as possible. Yes. It might not be easy to book the flight and go up there and figure all that stuff out, but just take one step. And then when you're working within a time frame, like, you know, you're about to fly out in two days. So you can't take two months to figure out what you're going to ask. You yeah. don't have two days. I think that's helpful. I think that's helpful. Yeah. Put, put the pressure on yourself to act as opposed to like letting yourself conjure excuses in the meantime. Perfect. So what do you think the, obviously you're in a consistent business where you know people are going to die and you're going to have consistent business as you, you know, the business sounds actually quite simple, yet what you've explained is not easy. However, consistency is key. Like, what do you think the future holds for real estate agents? And I'm talking like, you know, standard agents, you know, regular retail agents with the, the tech stuff and all the things coming in that are, disrupting the business, your business isn't going to be that affected by it. It will be in some capacity, but what do you think the future holds for, for, for regular real estate agents? Well, I, I personally think if you don't, if you're not established, if you haven't established yourself as a, a key figure in a key niche, it, you're, you may get overtaken by uh, these uh, discount brokerages. I buyer, I mean, I, you know, I know Zillow's bringing their own broker. So, I think it's going to wipe out the ones that are kind of scraping by right now. So you, it's, it's just even more motivation to like yeah. press ahead and, and be, be someone that's significant in whatever you choose. What advice do you have for agents in that position who are, you know, maybe they're a little, did you ever read The One Thing by Gary Keller? No. It's a good book. And in it, he has this that's chapter awesome. called From Going to from E to P, entrepreneurial to purposeful. And a lot of business owners are very entrepreneurial. They, they can muscle it out. They can, they can like, they can sweat it out, but they're not building something with a solid enough foundation. Mm -hmm. And so what advice would you give to, to the agents that are kind of in that position to get into a more purposeful mode? So if, if you're in, if you're in that mode right now, whatever, whatever you're doing is not enough. So, Take one of those, take one of the things that I've already mentioned, because in terms of, of focusing on, on something even more specific and being, maybe it's a smaller, smaller pool of potential clients, but be the more potent person in that pool. And again, I mean, maybe, maybe you team up with, 
with someone and, and you know, you, you create this more powerful full team, I guess is, you know, off the top of my head, those are the things that I would, that I would default into right now. That's great. So you got to LA in 2008 in the yes. thick of it. The thick of it. Did you start investing right away? I did. And, you know, luck, lucky for me, I mean, I, I think I was too naive to know how bad it, it was. Yeah. And so I, I just, I just did it. And, you know, maybe my, my value add post, you know, acquisition process isn't, wasn't nearly what it was then and what it is now, but it didn't matter because I was buying at such a right time. Right. It, and it's kind of funny the evolution of like my investment preference. I mean, I was, I feel like I knew, I, I knew what to do early on and I should have just stuck with it. It was buy and hold value add. Yep. And then I just got, I got influenced by, I don't know, the HGTV <laughs> craze or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that looks profitable and yep. instant gratification. No. Like, I, 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 that, you talk, I asked me my mistake. That was my investment mistake. Yeah. Big investment mistake. Not staying in your lane, looking at shiny stuff. We've all done it, man. We've all done it. Right. What do you have now? What's your investment portfolio look like? Is it all in LA? It is. Uh, well, all in Southern California. I, we've we've been we were just analyzing a deal in Houston, so we're trying to to, to branch out. And, and the reason is is just better cash flow, but and some diver, diversification. But it's 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 eighty percent multifamily value add, twenty percent retail value. Got it. So strip malls, things like that. Yeah, trying to trying to. We, 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 we coin it in here, uh, hipsterfy, uh, strip malls. Okay. Strip malls are boring, right? They're old boring. Talk about that. Cool. Okay. So one right now we're working on old looking building in a, but in a solid area, uh, terrible, terrible tenants, like like traffic school and, (laughs) you know, just, this is as, as, as boring as you can be. So. This one was really, really involved, but we, cause we had a seismic, it was a brick building, so we seismically upgraded it. But that aside, we don't usually do that. It, it's, it's improving the, the facade, improving the interiors, and then just bringing in pretty cool marketing materials. I mean, I know cool is an ambiguous term, but some sleek looking stuff to attract the type of tenants that you're trying to attack. I mean, we right. have these small craft boutique operators in these like thousand square foot spaces is kind of our specialty. Got it. That's awesome. I love that. And you just, that's your thing. 80% multifamily, value add, 20% retail, value add to a hipster flavor. Hipster flavor, yeah. And keep, awesome. we, we try to keep the, re, the retail spaces like around 2,000 or less. Right. Uh, and the reason we do that is we found that we can average a higher price per square foot yeah. as opposed to, you know, one 8, person. Yeah. 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 Well, then if you have one tenant go out, it's like your multifamily idea. One tenant, five tenants go out, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But if somebody takes your 8,000 square feet in your 10,000 square foot building and they're out, yeah. you're, sure. you're in trouble. You're definitely, sure. especially if you value added. Yeah, I think that's a really smart idea. Let's talk about some books. So you mentioned Grant Cardone, 10X Rule. What are some other books you're reading right now? And I know that's so cliche, but I, I, it's I not just though. Love- it's The reason why he's so big is because people follow it and it works. Like take action and figure it out later. That's a fantastic rule. I, I listen to that in the car like once a quarter just to remind me to like, yeah. no, but I, I, uh, I really like the, uh, the new psych, uh, psycho cybernetics. I was an athlete and I, I, I feel like visualization, you know, what you're going to want to accomplish is, is, is uh, really important. Make sure whatever you're trying to accomplish is very clear. Yep. I like uh, Traction by Gina Wickman. 
I, it's you know if you're if you're looking to scale your business, I think that's that's really really a great book. And then uh, the Miracle Morning as well. Yep. Yep. Great book. Now, yep. do you have a Miracle yeah. Morning routine? <laughs> Sorry. Do you have a Miracle Morning routine that you follow? I do. So I have a one and a half, little over one and a half year old. So I'm up early, regardless. Yep. But I'm I'm at the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings at seven a.m. I, I grab a shake and, and shower there and come straight to the office. And then the other two days, I just get myself here at the time that I would normally get to the get to the gym. And normally it's it's quiet, you know, and you can you can get a lot done. I mean, you get I sometimes can get more done between seven and ten than I can between ten and six. Wow, that's yeah, I get that, man. I totally get that. I totally get it. Podcast. What are you listening to besides the books in the car? Because you said you drive a lot between all those different counties. Right. Uh, what other podcasts? Yeah. Joe Fairless. Okay. Uh, in fact, he's my syndication coach. Oh, yeah. Big multi So, you know how I reached out to Michael Young? I was a little bit more nervous to reach out to Joe, but I mean, it, he's, he's my coach now. He, he's okay. teaching me how to syndicate deals. I knew what to do once I had the property, but I didn't know what to do before I got the property. Pulling the money, you know? and sourcing the deal, all that stuff. So. How many units do you have now? What's your portfolio like size? We're just, un- we're just under 100 units between Ricardo and I. Between retail and mm-hmm. multi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where can people find you, man? I mean, obviously you're in LA. Where can people find you? Website, Facebook, uh, Instagram? Instagram is, is really easy. Mark, M-A-R-K underscore Krem Group. That's C-R-E-M Group. I think that one, and then, or you can just email me, Mark, M-A-R-K, at Krem Group, C-R-E-M Group, R-E is in realestate.com. Those are probably the two easiest. And Mark, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, me too. Yeah, Mark Chunchuli. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Mark, I'm in LA a lot, man. And I know Pat always says this, I'm going to look you up and we'll grab some beers together or something, but I'm definitely looking you up. I'd love to hang out with you. I'd love to learn more about the probate stuff. So dude, this has been a real pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Please do, and, and uh, you'll, you can meet my partner, Daniel Taylor, as well. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks so much for your time today. I know you're a busy guy. This has been extremely valuable. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for reaching out. And again, hit me up when you're, when you're in town. I definitely will. Thanks, Mark. All right. Take care. See you, man. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable 
items from each guest helpful. Please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe and listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day. And thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.